Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. And welcome to the show. Uh, this is Amplified with Ken Rashawn, as you heard the uh, music say. And Ken Rashawn, our host, is right here today. We have something really fun and exciting for you. A great show with David Ibera. Uh, Ken, um, please start the show and let's find out what you've been doing uh, uh, to uh, bring okay. such goodness to the world and smiles. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're going to have an exciting show because I was wondering, you know, with all the shows we've had, when were we going to have an exciting show? So this is awesome that we are starting today. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are committed to always have an exciting show. So this is another exciting show. The thing is we keep bringing the bar higher and higher. So David, as you will hear, is very in tune, parallel, and really is going to be a trophy champion, keep smiling uh, author for Dose of Hope. And he's one of those great authors that understands that getting books in influencers' hands or radio shows allows them to get to know them better and have a better show. So um, how are you doing, Andrea? I am hunky-dory. I'm back in Ohio uh, this week, and I'll be heading back to uh, Baltimore for some fun things, a wedding show, uh, a book signing, some other exciting things that are in the works. Uh, the National Kidney Foundation, that we're going to be doing some follow-up with them. We did that this last week. National Kidney Foundation is uh, very excited to honor some of their um, uh, doctors who've been in play and some of their volunteers who've been helping save people's lives. So with Patty Dash, who's the uh, director of the chapter there in Baltimore. And it looks like we'll be exploring teaming up with Washington, D.C. and Virginia chapters as well, and then um, hopefully expanding nationally to help create smiles with them all over the, the, all over the United States and hopefully the world. Well, you can give a shout out to the two people you interviewed if you'd like. Uh, otherwise, you can keep that as a secret. Um, you know what? I, I'm not remembering the doctor's name, so she's going to have to be a, a secret. And okay. the other woman's name is a seal, and that's all I remember at the moment. So that's that the didn't only want to put acknowledgement the they're going to get. Well, I didn't <laughs> want to put you on the spot because as the photographer, I did their photos, but I have not labeled them yet. So I'm still getting to know their names, but what powerful women they are. And, uh, you know, I'm excited because National Kidney Foundation is uh, a nonprofit I've been working with volunteering for for almost 10 years, I think. And they are such a supporter of the Keep Smiling movement and also um, volunteers. They just really uh, give a lot of gratitude to volunteers. So I've been very fortunate to know Patty and the best uh, reward you can possibly get is sometimes being hugged and being acknowledged and of course being fed Greek food. So that is uh, just one more bonus. <laughs> so they have an Absolutely. event coming up. They have an event coming up in Baltimore. Uh, I think it's this weekend and they're doing it virtual, but they're having all kinds of goodies being handed out and picked up at the uh, Horseshoe in Baltimore, one of the best places to go and win lots of money. Absolutely. And then we did something else last week. Uh, do you want to share that with Father Michael? Well, I I do want to say that uh, Peg Duchesne is a friend, again, 
some 10 years and she introduced us to Father Michael. And Father Michael is really a male version of Mother Teresa. I think David uh, Barra would love to meet Father Michael. He makes his purpose, his quest, and really his priority to take care of the needy. Um, And I'm just so impressed because he only is looking for money so he can get them clothes, so he can get them housing, so he can get them food and to know that they're loved. So we were uh, fortunate enough to go down to La Plata, about an hour and a half drive from BWI Keep Smiling headquarters, and film, interview, and meet these amazing people. Um, they all have a story, they all have a smile, and they are all grateful. So they love Father Michael, and we are building a campaign for him to let the world know that there is a male version of Mother Teresa. Support him, and you will be happy that he puts money to good use. He drives around in a van in a station wagon filled with uh, life cereal, <laughs> all these other things that he gives to the, the poor and needy. So I'm just very impressed that he is the consistency of a person that really is caring about humanity. Well, it was uh, very exciting to uh, meet some of the people that he helped as well as the other volunteers and um, uh, that we also um interacted with Bishop Larry Sturgis. Do you want to share your experience of the bishop, Ken? <laughs> I thought he was Well, I do fun. briefly. We, we have a very big interview with David, so I do want to get him on as soon as possible. Uh, bishop Larry will probably listen to this show, and uh, David will like Bishop Larry. Uh, bishop Larry is full of life, and he said, you know, the only reason I came here was a smile brought me here. And I said, what do you mean by that? And it just caught my ear. I was like, how in the heck could you say something so magical? So, I did an interview with him and just about cried because it was just a beautiful story that will be in the Dose of Hope. Uh, If you have a Dose of Hope handy, go ahead and show that 800-page book off. And we have, obviously, David Ibera is going to be invited to be part of the Dose of Hope. And that is a dose a day. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins are the chemical God gives us to be happy, smile, and feel alive. But um, Larry is just such a beautiful human being. He is... Uh, a brother of Father Michael, and we are encouraging them to do a podcast together. And I will just leave the story actually for the book because I want to bring David on. So that let's introduce sounds fantastic. David. Awesome. So let me bring him on camera so that we can see this wonderful man that we are bringing on. And uh, David, I had the a pleasure of getting to know him. Uh, he's just an amazing guy. And when you hear, uh, hear, everything that I'm going to be sharing, you guys will just be tickled to death. He is, uh, he lives, he comes from Salt Lake City, Utah, which is really funny because my daughter, I told him my daughter is there right now skiing, so maybe they can meet. And he's the author of Stop Drifting, Become the Switch Master of Your Own Thought and Pivot to Positive. David I. R. Ibarra is a leadership consultant, a successful entrepreneur who has blazed his own trail to success after being raised in the Utah foster care system. At 28 years old, he started his first business. He went into a career that spans the restaurant, automotive, and leadership consulting industries. He wrote the Stop Drifting as a chapter within his life purpose journey, and he's really dedicated working with employed adults who drift through life unsatisfied, and he's really focused with his leadership on developing talent and teaching individuals how to become goal setters and achieve a positive work experience, which allows them to achieve that freedom to find success in other roles with family, 
faith community and health. He has a beautiful beginnings that we'll be sharing within all of this. And he's held several positions for the Marriott Corporation as well. So you'll be hearing more about that. He's also the recipient of the honorary doctorate of Humane Letters from Salt Lake Community College. And he always gives back. He's um, also had an appointment by President Clinton to the U.S. Air Force Academy Board of Visitors. And he served on multiple other boards as well. He has such a great outreach and he has some exciting news to share later on in the show. So please, everyone, woohoo, standing ovation. David Ibarra, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm honored. Well, you have a radiant smile and boy, you have kind of a Barry White voice as well. So good job. <laughs> we won't bust into a Barry White song. <laughs> so um, I was asking you before the show, that you have all this stuff behind you and it is a little hard to see some of it. So mm -hmm. I actually would like, to, since the audience may be looking back there and trying to squint and see what's happening back there. Obviously there's two brochures that um, I think those are brochures, right? Those are books. Books. Okay. So they are, they are books. So they just look smaller than when they're farther mm -hmm. away. Is that the idea? It's yeah. a physics thing. Okay. There you go. So it's called perspective, <laughs> I believe. Um, <laughs> so if you could be so kind to share some of the people that you are honoring um, in the back, even though we can't see them completely. Sure. Well, you know, first in the uh, uh, top uh, corner is uh, one of my uh, biggest heroes, and that's my brother, Mickey Ibarra. And next to that picture is my father, and it's, his story is, is an incredible success story of uh, switching uh, from a, a negative situation to a positive. And then I go into some public figures like uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, Lionel Sosa, uh, you know, mayors, uh, Rocky Anderson, the governor of our state at the time. Uh, we have him in there too, Mike Levitt. And, uh, and then uh, a real um, a, uh, shiro of mine, uh, Dolores Huerta, uh, who started the farm labor uh, movement with Cesar Chavez. And, uh, and those are just a few. I've got a big office, so I got a whole lot more over there that we probably we don't have time to go into. Well, you know, I'm actually considering making a book for my birthday, which is in August, called mm -hmm. Ken Connected. And it is a book. I, I have actually met some pretty cool people myself, and wow. I hope to meet you as well. I hope to meet your brother since he's in my backyard, D.C. Yes. But the point is, I actually just want to make a, a pictorial book and just say who that person means to me. Not yes. just who they are, but who they mean to me. And <clears throat> I think we should do that for you, too. That David. would be a great is, idea. Wonderful. Well, and, and it'll be a collaborative project that allows us to actually get to know each other better. So yeah. I, I invite you to um, create that with me. And I did say before the show started that you are being added into the 50 book challenge. And what I loved about you, as you said, without even <laughs> any, uh, any beat at all, you said, oh, you turned to someone and you said, hey, we need to order that book. And it doesn't even include your book yet. So <laughs> please hold off on ordering that book because your book will be added to this book because I believe your book is actually so instrumental. And so I, I came up with a sentence that almost intertwines yours and my mission. Can I share it with you? Certainly. Okay. So stop drifting, shift and switch. And I, and I like that because Perfect. the drifting is we're going through life, not with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And exactly. the shift is the mindset. Right. And the switch is go for power. That's right. That's right. So, and uh, you and I are speaking awfully close. Awfully, <laughs> we're, we're kindred brothers. I can tell. I can tell. And a big shout out to Andrea for 
making yeah. sure that this interview happened and being the producer of the show. So Andrea, real quick, how did, uh, how did you find David? And uh, you know, you, you find these amazing people. So what, what is your job and how do you help radios and also people like David Ibera get to be seen and amplified? Uh, well, uh, you know, David has been doing some amazing things with his book, and he has a great team that's been putting out press releases and getting him seen in the world. So through his team, we were able to make this great connection so that David um, and I could have an opportunity to connect and get to know each other and invite him to be on so that uh, so many people can experience what he's creating. And uh, Ken, I had shared at the beginning of the show, he has a big announcement as well, and mm -hmm. I suppose we can allude to it a little bit is with the Think and Grow Rich Foundation. So he'll share more later. I was just resetting up the tease because part of being a publicist is to create that excitement and energy so that people are waiting to know what exactly that is. And especially when they hear buzzwords like that, they want to pay attention and stay on. So what I do is uh, I'm really known as the dream maker, Ken. So I make things happen by implementing things into action. So um, I pay attention. I look around. I find people. I read things, do a lot of research so that I can connect people in a red carpet connection so that they can really show up in the spotlight. And just like you, as the host, you get to amplify yourself. I get to amplify you. And we get to amplify people like David. So, David, we have this new program called um, it's it's an eighty thousand dollar gift certificate. It's four of them, twenty thousand each, and adds up to eighty thousand. And we give them to someone like you, and we say, "Who inspires you? That inspires the world." And they get to write their story. It's twenty thousand. We we evaluate twenty thousand because probably the book part is about two or three thousand, but most of it is the fact that they're being marketed, they're being publicized, and also they're being connected to all these amazing people like yourself. So. You know the value of a connector. Well, a, a publicist is a connector that actually gets you into media. So mm -hmm. um, I have so many things to ask you, and we're going to fly into this right away because Perfect. when I was reading your book, and I have to say I was checking every once in a while and saying, my name's not next to his name because these are my messages and thoughts as well. And so <laughs> I, I, I rarely have an, uh, a guest that is actually so in tune with these words and the pivot and the shift and the switch. And so, and, and also the purpose-driven life. So bravo. And it, it's such an important message. And it's, it's actually not just a pandemic message. It's a life message. So let's start off by, um, I actually would like to do something different today, if it's okay, David. Perfect. I would like to start with your father. So you gave a bit of a tease and you mm -hmm. said, my father has great stories. Is he alive? No, my father passed away uh, about two years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, sorry about that, but let's let him live in the show for a second sure. or a couple minutes. So to say something as big as you did, he's got some amazing stories. Obviously, they uh, influenced your life. So would you share, care to share who he is to you and how he created yeah. a bit of you, but also a story? So take like three or four minutes to just really share this. Perfect. Well, you know, the Ibarra family story really starts with our father, Francisco Ibarra. And uh, a 15-year-old youngster from uh, Zapotec, Mexican Indian, from Oaxaca, Mexico, who dreamed of coming to the United States to work in the, the fields and to change his life. And at 15, he got accepted to come here on the Barrocero program and uh, came on a boxcar by himself. Nobody hmm. else with him. Imagine that at 15 years old. And uh, to pick fruit in Spanish Fork, Utah. 
my dad was so proud of the value of to work. Not have one job, two jobs. And I, I have a question. For those that don't know where he was coming from, where in Mexico is that, please? That is near the very furthest south tip, just before you get to Guatemala. Yes, and uh, awesome. uh, And uh, it's beautiful, beautiful city. And my father lived up in the mountains in a small village, had uh, 300, no running water, no electricity, and uh, they were farmers. And, uh, and uh, dad wanted a better life. And he came to the United States. He worked in the fields. Uh, he uh, looked at this big hole in the um, center of the mountain in Salt Lake City. It's called Kennecott Copper Mine, the largest open pit copper mine in the world. Dad got a job there as a union worker. Later uh, was drafted, went to, uh, uh, during the Korean crisis, went to Germany, came back, found out he had a valuable asset, the GI Bill. So he got counseling as to what would be his talent. They told him to bring whatever he loved to do and he, dad would draw and he would draw women and hair. So they uh, told him what to enroll in and dad enrolled in not the Brigham Young University or the University of Utah, but the Hollywood Beauty School in downtown Salt Lake City and became a hairdresser. And he ended up owning and opening the Mona Lisa House of Beauty in Sacramento, California, which he owned and operated for over 35 years. So quite a story of changing purpose and improving and then being willing to do the actions necessary to achieve your desired end. And My so I, I can tell. So what would you attribute uh, the biggest lesson he taught you? you know, Dad taught me to work. He taught me uh, early on in life to, uh, you know, sometimes we're, we're, we, we can't control the circumstances that are, we're in. Uh, we can uh, dwell on uh, those circumstances or we can dwell on uh, how it is we're going to get out of them. And from the earliest lesson in my life, that was the lesson that dad shared with me. And your brother, he's in our backyard and you, I just found that out yesterday. So we are all going to rendezvous here in DC at some yes. point, hopefully sooner than later. And I would love to get a photo of your beautiful smile. So tell me about your brother. Uh, he's, he sounds like he's also a hero and, and what he well, does. Mickey's much more than a brother to me. He, you know, uh, uh, I grew up in a non-traditional childhood. Uh, my father uh, married a, uh, a young uh, white Mormon girl from Salina, Utah. And uh, back in the, uh, that time period, uh, uh, mixtures uh, just wasn't accepted, certainly in Utah and many parts of the country. And uh, the pressure was more than uh, could be uh, born, bared. And uh, so they got divorced uh, when I was about one. Uh, my dad got drafted. My mother uh, couldn't take the uh, responsibility and turned us over to the Utah foster care system where we were raised for nearly 14 years. And uh, Mickey took the responsibility, only 11 months older than me, took the responsibility of uh, taking care of us. And uh, when my dad would come to visit, uh, he, and uh, he stayed in contact and dad would come and visit us. Before he left, he had this ritual. He put Mickey on one knee and me on the other. And I was very shy. I didn't talk to anybody but my brother until I was about seven years old. Anybody, anybody. Mm. And uh, he put me on one knee and him on the other. And he said, now, Mickey, it is the circumstances are what they are. There is nothing we can do about it. It is your responsibility to take care of your younger brother. Make sure he feels he's safe. 
and that he knows he matters. And so Mickey's more of a, a brother, but a guardian. But out of that experience, I ended up getting a closeness that is really unique in our lives. And a lot of other lessons unveiled themselves. And if one looks at uh, finding the seed of the equivalent benefit of any adversity, uh, you can really grow. And, and I think those, uh, all those roles played a big part in my life. And I'm thankful that I had the challenge and I'm thankful uh, that I had my brother and my father to assist me. You know, I, I am a big proponent of challenges being really a wonderful gift. And yes. if you look at them as a gift, you typically get stronger. If you don't look at them as a gift, they typically take you out. So. <laughs> That's right. And it's, so, and it's your choice. It is completely. Um, so your brother is in DC. So just briefly share why he's here. Well, and Mickey uh, really is the success of the Barra family. I mean, uh, Mickey uh, is just an incredible uh, connector and, and you know, in politics, uh, uh, it's difficult to be liked by everybody, but everybody likes my brother, Mickey. Mickey uh, uh, was a teacher, uh, at-risk uh, students, uh, went on to work for the National Education Association, and then on to um, uh, uh, meeting uh, uh, President Clinton, uh, joined uh, as a senior advisor to President Clinton for the uh, second term the entire four years where he was the director of intergovernmental affairs working with our uh, state governors and city uh, mayors and uh, after that experience he stayed in washington where he has the barra strategy group a public relations firm and uh, and also started the uh, nonprofit uh, foundation the latino leaders network which uh, in 2004 we hold four luncheons every year that we bring the top Latino leaders from all over the country together where we sit and we don't talk politics, we don't talk, we talk about how a story, celebrating the story of overcoming adversity and achieving success, the American dream. And we like to say, while some will talk about the Latino contribution and sometimes misrepresent it, uh, we've got a book out called Latino Leaders Speak and we like to believe that, uh, well, we don't like to believe, but we want to tell the truth. <laughs> and in that is 31 stories of success. And I'm really proud of my brother. I'm proud to sit on his board uh, as well. Uh, is this a, a live event that's happening this year? Yeah, well, not this year. Obviously, we've had to go to a virtual uh, setup. It's been live until the COVID uh, crisis. And uh, we uh, have it in Washington, D.C. And certainly you'll uh, get an invitation. Uh, for sure, I can. And, uh, uh, but we do it in Washington, D.C. Normally, uh, I start it there and end it in uh, our last is in November in uh, uh, Los Angeles, which we expect to have live. Uh, live. And then we have two host cities, uh, Houston, and uh, you know, we've had uh, Austin, we've had, you know, we'll go anywhere in between the country. Uh, we'll bring in a host city every year. Well, I'm oh, that's drooling very because exciting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Ken and I both are drooling because those mm -hmm. are cities that we both represent with the Keep Smiling movement and travel to very frequently. Well, you'll both you'll both get invitations. I promise you that. Well, also the reason I'm also drooling is because we have been we've done 140 books, and you what book is missing, David? Siga sonriendo. Mm, okay. Yes, it is. We need the Spanish, and uh, by the way, we have the ex president of of Mexico, Vincent Fox, um, holding the key smiling card. Well, I got to show you something. Grab that picture, uh, Oz, Vicente Fox, under my TV. 
And if you have it handy, uh, Andrea, go ahead and pull the world version, the world version. This will be pretty cool. Yeah, Vincente yeah. Fox is a, quite a personality, very oh, charismatic. <laughs> I just, you know, he's invited me to do a leadership conference, but. Yes. Yeah. Do you have it handy? I, I, I do not. I do okay, not. so we'll get it at the break. We'll, sh we'll show mm -hmm. it. So we're going to show you uh, um, the Sigus Oriendo card and also Vincente. And we, ha we I mean, I've, I've been to Peru. Uh, my wife is from Peru. And we, we celebrate diversity with the Key Smelling Movement, and that's why it's in 30 languages. But uh, French and Spanish would be my, my top two focuses for getting um, the book to be bilingual or trilingual. So I have the French one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave away my last Sigas uh, Oriendo, uh, I think, last weekend. So well, uh, you know what, uh, David? What I'm going to do is I'm going to mail you. We're going to exchange uh, addresses, and I'm going to send you um, a stack of the Sigas Oriendo cards so we can get photos, um, and maybe even to your brother. And I'm going to send you the copy that includes your book. So. We'll get that to you. I would, I would be very interested in getting the, uh, the 31 leaders um, stories. I'll send that it. Would, Fantastic. That would be wonderful. Okay, so um, what else about your childhood that you'd like to share that uh, mainly caused you to be who you are today? And, and also speak about what the foster system was like. Was it a benefit or was it uh, not, not as good as you could have had for what you wanted to well, do? Well, you know, I, I, would, I would say this is that uh, – uh, it was difficult. Uh, there was some good. There was some not so good. Can you share what was difficult, please? Well, the difficult part for me was um, how is it that David Ibarra is living with the Smiths or the Gomez's or the Andersons? Uh, what, what, you know, when you go to school or you meet other kids, that question is asked. And, and frankly, it's asked in sometimes a not very kind way. And uh, for me, uh, the, that when you, you know, when the thought, negative thoughts get seeded in your subconscious of just a simple question, do I matter? Mm -hmm. what, 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 how did this happen? Uh, what, what, you know, what happened to my mom to drop me off and not come back? Right. Uh, you know, those, those are, are, are questions that can hurt you. And then you try to analyze uh, that you got to get through it. And, and for me, it was difficult because I was darker than my brother and living in Utah, frankly, was not very inviting. And, uh, and there, was, uh, there was not many uh, uh, kids of color. And uh, so, you know, I, I would be the recipient of some uh, uh, bullying and uh, uh, tough language uh, about, uh, uh, you know, being Mexican American. And, uh, and uh, it, it, uh, affected me in a shy way. I didn't talk. Uh, uh, I, I, I wasn't learning well. Uh, and then I met, uh, I went to my fifth grade class and I'll remember that the first thing they do is make you stand up and read and I didn't read well. So you get laughed at some more. And then they have a spelling uh, test where they're going to 10 new words and uh, every Monday you spell them and I get maybe one right and everybody else gets eight and people laugh at you. And then on Friday, you take it again, and maybe I get six right, and everybody else gets nine or ten, and they laugh again. And then this teacher by the name of Sam Francis, I'll never forget, he, 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 was, he looked at me, and he could see how I felt. And he was more than a teacher. He, he wanted to let me know there was another person in there 
that I had to find uh, that would uh, believe that I could achieve anything. And uh, he stopped the class and, and told them, you know, most of the kids that uh, I was in grade school were, with were um, uh, children of uh, faculty members from Brigham, Brigham Young University. And, um, and, and so he reminded them that we all come from different places and we all have different things we're exposed to and that maybe I, I had a lot more to learn. But then uh, the one time I got 10 out of 10, and, and the class uh, clapped, and I think it was the first time I got the closest thing to a standing ovation. And, but I caught a glance of Mr. Francis's eyes and, 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 and they were watered up and he was just so proud. And that individual was a teacher. He, he, uh, he had a mission in life. And to this day, I stay in touch with Mr. Francis. I've given a lot of speeches uh, thanking him and, uh, he made me a believer. He taught me how to uh, play sports. I was excellent at sports. And while I remained angry through my teenage years, and um, when I got asked that question, and after I got a little bit more confidence, uh, nobody asked me twice because uh, I would get angry and, uh, and, uh, and uh, normally inflict a little pain on them. And, uh, and uh, that's not a good way to be. Uh, no. I had to overcome that later. Well, he's obviously a hero of yours, and we would... Yeah love to capture what he did, not just for you, but you know, he did it for a lot of people. And mm -hmm. it's, it's the irony of Brigham Young is that they were shunned and they were forced to move yeah, all the way to true. Salt Lake, Lake City. So it's, it's a Sneetches with stars kind of scenario is that we, ne we need to never forget that we were pushed away or we could be the Sneetch without the star. And, and, and for me, it was difficult. I was a Catholic kid in a Mormon town. Well, yeah. Of course, when they put you into foster care, you get baptized, whatever. It is. So I was baptized uh, at LDS, but a wonderful community. And, and I'll tell you what, I have nothing but uh, admiration for the uh, last uh, foster parents I had. Uh, but, but, but I needed to leave. And, and I did everything I could to get out of there, even threatening to run away, because I would have. Uh, I was getting out and uh, they let me uh, put me on a Greyhound bus. My brother and I, one condition that my brother and I had to stay together was the only condition my father gave. Mm. And off on a Greyhound bus, we went to Sacramento and uh, joined up with our father. And that was a game changer for me. Well, we have quickly gone through a segment. And I just want to give you a little little surprise, a little little present, I guess, so to speak. Let me see. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so he's holding the key smiling card. Actually, I think that is the Sigus Oriendo card. Yeah. So um, he is such a wonderful man, and we were so fortunate to meet him. But we're going to go to break right now. Andre is going to give a shout-out to our um, sponsors, and we are going to come back and talk about your book more. Perfect. Thank you. And thank you to our featured sponsor, Bees.Social, B-E-E-S.Social, the insider info for education on crypto technology and cryptocurrency, creating a global decentralized processing system for the people by the people because enough is enough. Also, the Red Carpet Connection, the Umbrella Syndicate, Big Events USA, Perfect Publishing, Voice America Influencers Channel, and My Makeup Lady, Lynn Benavides. You can find her on Facebook. And also the EMF Fix. The EMF Fix. It is an EMF a necklace that helps prevent the frequencies from coming in and creating toxins in your body. And with that, we'll be back after these messages.
Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. You know, I do want our audience to hear about the 3% because that's a, a great mindset and a message. So would you mind sharing what you were sharing offline about the yeah. 3%? Yes, there's been many studies, uh, higher learning institutions, about the gainfully employed. And it's been proven time and time again that 3% of the population control 90% of its wealth. And an additional 10% are problem solvers uh, when handed an assignment. So there's really about 13% of the leadership group and 87% uh, need some guidance, need to help participate. And 27% of the population, frankly, uh, uh, are, uh, are stinking thinkers and probably will never be changed, but that's what we deal with. And as we go in and work with companies, we ask them, how do you want your talent to be? And, and, and let's develop a plan to have a talent shift and a talent mix that reaches the Disneyland results, because it can be achieved if you're willing to do the actions to get there. Okay, so what percent in that, those, that litany of great numbers you were giving are in need of not, not, reading, not just reading your book, but are identified as drifting? Well, it, there is no doubt that uh, 87% of the population are drifting. And, and uh, you know, they're uh, uh, smothering in unhappiness and, uh, and, and don't have a purpose. And, and, and what, we're really, what, what really affects me, what I want to touch, if you don't have a good work experience, and feel like you're participating and that you're a part of, I don't think you go home the best parent, the best partner, the best neighbor, uh, physical health. They are all connected. And I think it starts with, uh, I believe it starts with overcoming the strongest fear, and that is the fear of poverty, the fear of not having Mm. enough. And then using that as freedom. Don't become uh, so work-oriented that it takes the place of your greater roles, and that's family, faith, community, and health. That's beautiful. So um, for the audience and the people that will be reaching people that they love and know that may be in the drift zone, and that's a pretty cool title too. To <laughs> just, <laughs> um, what are a couple questions you could ask that say, wow, I am drifting? Well, first thing that I always ask, and, 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 and uh, when somebody comes in, whether it's uh, my Wednesday night time tithing coaching, which anybody can get on my calendar. I've done over thousands. 
and or whether it is with companies or individuals that want a performance coaching, I'll listen, why, why did you come? What motivated you? Why did you reach out to me? And then I ask the beginning question that always is, let me ask you something. What is it that you want? What do you want? And if you can't answer that, you're drifting. Exactly. Most can't. And, and it's our job to help them define what is it you want. Fill in that simple question, then, then everything begins. I, I think some other indicators, David, um, because I was, a, I was actually guilty of this drifting issue too, is if you're a workaholic, you probably are not living life, so you're drifting. And I was a workaholic. If you don't know what you'd want in your tombstone and you don't know what, that you matter, you're probably drifting. You're probably missing. So my mom, when she died of Alzheimer's, I was in a three-year prayer and quest of God. What do you want me to do with my life? And I realized I did not do anything with my life up until the point I was caring for her. I was doing things that would make other people happy. And I was doing things that were making me abundant, but I wasn't doing things that mattered. And so I, I think this this topic is so relevant because you don't want to have a parent get lost for you to ask the question, now what am I going to do with my life? Ken, Ken you know, some people uh, think they're working for riches and they define riches as it relates to money. Riches is your definition of what you want out of family, faith, community, health, and wealth. It's right. a balance of all, but money is freedom. Now, mm -hmm. having money is not going to make you happy but not having enough will definitely be inconvenient. Yes, because scarcity is a juggling act of trying to figure it out instead of actually being powerful. Right. Totally. Okay, so um, I apologize for asking this question, but I'm gonna ask it. Okay. Is this, how many books have you written? This is my first book. Okay, so I was happy to hear that because I haven't read any of your other books yet. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> so why why decide to do this book now and why why this book well one is that uh, i've written many seminars and, and and i write all of our seminars that we teach and 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 as i started thinking about going to business after business and wanting to affect uh, my mission is to work with the employed adult that gets up every Monday, goes to work, privately not liking it, committing uh, spiritual suicide, suffocating unha in unhappiness, and could we change that so they could be better parents, partners, neighbors, and change cities, and I believe a world, one person at a time. That's my mission. Now, I started thinking of all my experiences, and I started writing down everything I see common, and then I grouped them into fictional characters and I wanted to share uh, in a story, in a Blanchard-type story, that, w that, that could be easily received and somebody say, that's me. Oh, mm -hmm. that's how. And so I, I created these fictional uh, characters, but everything in the book is real. No mm -hmm. one person is, 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 is all of them, but they're all <clears throat> connected and everything in the book did, did occur. And it's just my 40 years experience of consulting and, and uh, doing business turn, turnarounds and uh, helping people find their why and what they want and, and then realize the law of attraction isn't gonna take care of it. The word attraction at the end has the last, the last word is action. Nothing happens until an action is put into motion, nothing. And then we uh, uh, really specialize in action, execution. 
And not very many people want to do that because that's where you get judged. Exactly. So we're going to find that the second segment goes very, very quickly. So I want to be a little more intentional on time. Um, you and I had a conversation yesterday about, um, I told you that almost 40% of our guests say that the number one book they read was Think and Grow Rich. Yes. And so I want to, I want to invite you into a, a medium sized answer, three minutes uh, to say, how that book changed your life, but how you utilize that book to solve the problems that most people are dealing with. Well, I was 18 years old. Uh, I'd gotten a football injury. I thought I was gonna play college football. That was over. Uh, I didn't have any money. I was scared, uh, a little bit angry. I decided I'd better go to uh, community college in California, Sacramento. It was free except for the books. So I enrolled and I was lacking $200. I needed a job. I was tired, uh, taking full load, a bank teller in the morning on a program from uh, President Nixon had out for underprivileged uh, youngsters. And I found this job uh, as a dishwasher at Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor Restaurant in Sacramento. And I'll never forget it, the third week, Mr. Farrell walks in, he owned 25 at the time, walks up to me and he says, young man, and he put his hand out and mine's all full of food, he put his hand out. He said, and so I shook it and he says, you are the most important person of anybody in this place. And I'm going, sir, I'm the dishwasher. <laughs> and then he took me out to the parlor and he showed me there was 200 people dining, celebrations going all around. Ladies and gentlemen, may I bring your attention to Alex? He came in to sing birthday song drums and he said, what kind of business we in? I said, the ice cream business. No, look, look at Alex, look at his I said, memory business? That's right. Then he walked me back into the dish room and showed me the importance of the cleanliness of the dish and that we used real china, real silver, and it would be spoiled if I didn't do my job. So I was the protector of that experience. Then the next day he had a meeting and he stood up and says, what's our purpose? Everybody stand, what's our purpose? Nobody could say. He looked at the store manager and you look, you could just tell with a smile, but this was not just for us. It was a training moment for him. And he said, I'll help you. Farrell's features fabulous food and fantastic fountain fantasies for frolicking fun-filled festive families. And he said, now say it again, say it louder. We never opened this store again without getting into a huddle and doing that. And what he taught me was seeding the subconscious with what it believed and then we had to serve everybody with a smile and everybody had to leave with a little dose of happy-itis. And that was Farrell's. So I waited after that meeting and walked up and introduced myself and I said, sir, can I ask you a question? Said, sure, certainly. How does it feel to know what you want? Smiled at me and said, I'm going to, uh, I'll be right back. And he walked over to uh, his car, came back and he handed me a book and he said, you read this book three times and underline everything you don't understand and I will be your mentor for the rest of your life. And he, I read it and he was my mentor. And 10 years later, I owned a Farrell's franchise. I was the youngest franchisee. I worked through the anger that I had, got on the path of understanding those 17 principles. I read it 10 minutes in the morning. It's funny, I got a, I got a little uh, a speaker in my shower and I turn it on while I'm showering, just 10 minutes. And I, and, I, and I seed my subconscious to direct my conscious to do what I want and get what I want. And so it's been, I've been a disciple of uh, Think and Grow Rich since I was 18 years old.
Oh, you are lit up, so don't even worry about light anymore. You are lit up, okay? So, <laughs> it went out. It keeps going out. I'm sorry. Well, no, it, it went out because you're stronger than it. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's why. I mean, your smile's stronger, what you're saying stronger, so let it be. So um, for our audience, I know they've heard this a lot of times, but I don't think they've ever heard a disciple at the level that you are. Would you say who Napoleon Hill is for you, and would you give the two-minute version of what people need to know about Napoleon Hill, i.e. the Carnegie story? Well, Napoleon Hill, by the way, is, is, is my mentor, and he's my imagina uh, imaginary guide. Uh, he and Bob Farrell, and, uh, uh, and, and whenever I'm in a situation, I can hear him whisper to me the, the, the right principle to pivot to, uh, to assist others in finding their way. But Napoleon Hill was a young reporter that interviewed the great Andrew Carnegie, was the first billionaire really of the world and uh, U.S. still. And uh, he, he took on a task of spending 20 years interviewing the 500 most successful individuals in our country from Henry Ford, Firestone, Rockefeller, on and on and on. And really what uh, Napoleon Hill was, was a gatherer of information trying to link the light things. And then what Andrew Carnegie wanted was that to be shared, a philosophy of success that he really wanted to be uh, taught in every grade school, high school, college, so that people knew how to achieve it. It's not an accident, but for many, it happens after trial and error. What would it be like if we were taught that before we ever even entered kindergarten? would we have a better life? And that's really the mission of Dr. Hill and he's 17 principles and, and, and he's been written, he's written many books and he'll shift them around and I've shifted them around and I've taken his material and I've modernized it. I've renamed some of the principles and I start with number seven as being number one and that is positive mental attitude. First, you have to understand, a, and I changed that to a positive state of mind. If there's a positive, there's a negative, they're so unfriendly, they can't possess the same space. You have a pivot to the positive. And then once you understand how the brain worked to cause you to not have what you want, it's easy. The formula is the same. It's the positive emotion attract to seeding positive into your brain and, this, and, then, and then do the work in the end is magical, mystical, and powerful. And so I don't remember learning this in school. Well, we didn't, <laughs> but we didn't, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> yeah, because what you're saying, uh, so my son has a book that we're working on together. It's, it's um, Be the Smartest Kid in the Room. Mm -hmm. And it, it teaches the Pledge of Allegiance. It teaches the Boy Scout motto. It teaches sign language, uh, flags, et cetera. And I think the 17 principle I, I, is not in the book yet, and I think it needs to be. And I if agree. And I think if you're the smartest kid in the room, you know the 17 principles. And if you don't know them, you have access to them. That's right. That's right. So, All right, um, so he just shared something pretty exciting that I can, may we uh, share yes, the big uh, it, is, it is the time it for is. the reveal. It All is right, the time so for the before reveal. you do the reveal, everything you just said, fits within the dose of hope <laughs> which is our latest book with the keep smiling movement 800 pages young man founder well i want yes. that one too and in my <laughs> seminars i call I, I i happen to use the acronym dose for the dose chemicals that make us happy and yeah so do we so, so we do have we. that in common <laughs> so, so you use it too yeah, that's crazy 
So, so on the count of three, dopamine, <laughs> oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. <laughs> so David, uh, we have a little rule that we don't mail a book to someone that is going to be in the book until they're in the book. <laughs> so it sounds like we have two books to mail you minimum that you are going to be in. And I'll send you, uh, I, I've done a comical book that I think will bring some smiles to your face since you love to smile. And it's called the No Nonsense Book Earn Nonsense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one of my favorite books ever. So David has a big reveal that we were uh, let's, kind of let's hear the reveal. This when is you the talked time. about the Think and Grow Rich, I was just over here super beaming. So David, please let everyone know what has just occurred with you and the Think and okay. Grow Rich Foundation. Well, first I'd like to say is that uh, you win your life, the game of life in the fourth quarter. And it's really important to define your fourth quarter. And for me, I've been very lucky and, and, and prosperous in the businesses that I have and will continue to have and run with enthusiasm. But in the fourth quarter, I wanted to do something grander to give back, to give the gift that I received from Mr. Farrell, from my teacher, Mr. Francis. And so two years ago, I bought the rights to Think and Grow Rich Central America, Mexico, the Latin Caribbean. And last week, I bought the rights for mainland China, Hong Kong, and Singapore, which I believe will make uh, uh, me the largest licensee of the Think and Grow Rich um, philosophy in the world. And to think that little kid uh, who didn't know whether he mattered and that kid finding a dishwasher's job and being lucky to meet Mr. Farrell and disabilities and I didn't read well, I, I, I learning, I wasn't, and then to get the gift of Dr. Hill's Think and Grow Rich and then to be able to play an impact at this level uh, as a disciple of Think and Grow Rich is just magical to me. I'm truly blessed. I'm the luckiest man in the world. Well, you are, but I think you'll agree with, uh, I think it was, I think it was Mark Twain. He said, I, the harder I work, the luckier I get. That's true. <laughs> you know, I, I always know I'm talking to someone that has impacted the world when they live in gratitude and express their gratitude. This is the dedication page. Mm -hmm. And I always enjoy reading that because it is the connection of someone saying, it's not just me. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not, and it's not for me. It's actually for them That's because right. they made a difference. So, uh, we're going to go to rapid fire, and unfortunately, the show is ending in minutes, like five minutes. So uh, it is, of course, fast questions, fast answers. Um, even if we ask you something that sounds like a long answer, please give us a short answer. Okay, you ready? Yes. I'm going to ask this. It's a one-sentence return. Uh, who is Don Green to you? Don Green's a mentor, uh, collaborator. Love Don Green. And happy birthday. Today is Don Green's birthday. Uh-huh. And oh. here he is on the front cover. That's right. By the way, See? yesterday David, was are you David's impressed? birthday. So happy birthday to David yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Happy birthday, David. I guess I'm not on Facebook with you yet, so we will make that work so that I don't miss your birthday next year. All right. Um, and uh, go ahead, Andre. Um, what is the song that you play when you want to get fired up? Greatest love of all. Okay, so besides George Benson, I know it is George Benson's amazing singer too. Um, besides this book and Think and Grow Rich, what is the book that changed your life, and what is the book you give the most? Well, it's it's uh, the Keys to Success, which is a modern version of Think and Grow Rich. Okay, 
Andrea? And what did you want to be when you were a little kid? What did you want to grow up and be? When I was a little kid, what I wanted to grow up and be was to figure out what I wanted to be because I didn't know. <laughs> and it was what, is a what is a movie or two that inspires you, a go-to movie? Well, Antoine Fisher. Yes, uh, that's a great a movie one. that uh, touched me, uh, and I've watched it. I can't tell you how many times I've watched it, and every time I do, I get teary-eyed. Well, we've had 250-plus shows, and you're the first person to mention that movie, and I agree with you. That movie is a sleeper. It is amazing. A great, great movie. Yes. Andrea? Uh, Ken, for time's sake, please go ahead with your last question. What is a quote you live by, David? Some see things as they are and ask why. Others dream dreams that never were and say, why not? Amen, David. Well, you've been amplified. Wonderful, wonderful to have you on the show. But more importantly, I'm looking forward to a wonderful friendship with you and the inclusion of creating a legacy with you aren't as many things as you allow me to. But um, I think the drift zone is <laughs> maybe a, a collaborative project. We'll see. So, uh, Andrea, let's give a shout out to our let's give a shout out to the Key Smiling Movement Tag Navity. <laughs> yes. Uh, so our charity, our charity of love and support is thekeepsmilingmovement.com. Uh, we thrive on donations so that we can continue to create smiles in the world for other people. Our mission is to create a dose of hope, one smile at a time to reach the entire world with love and acceptance. Our other sponsors are Bees.Social, The EMF Fix, My Makeup Lady, Lynn Benavides, The Umbrella Syndicate, The Red Carpet Connection, Big Events USA, Perfect Publishing, and Voice America Influencers Channel. And a big thank you to David Ibarra for being here. Back to you, Ken. So um, before we miss this opportunity, David, how does the world connect with you? Well, you can connect to me at davidribarra.com. Okay. And uh, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, anything? Facebook, David R. Ibarra. Okay. So if they want to buy a copy of this, it's obviously on Amazon. If they buy it from you? Amazon on March 9th. And March 9th. stopdrifting.com. Pre-sales okay. are available now. And if they want signed copies from you, go to your website kind of thing? You can just go to my website and send, send us a, uh, a comment and they'll get one. Okay. Well, David, I... I don't think I've ever had a book that had so many words that speak to me because my mom told me about shifting your attitude, mm -hmm. about finding purpose. I mean, your book is a must read for people that love people that might be drifting. So thank you so much. Uh, we have amplified you. And again, we look forward to you being a dose of hope and sharing your story because it's amazing. So for those of you listening, please give a, a big warm welcome to David by following him, supporting him with his book, but more importantly, giving the book to people that actually could really use it, and we'll thank you later. I'm Ken Rashan with the Umbrella Syndicate and the Keep Smiling Movement, but mainly Voice America Influencer Channel, attracting beautiful people like David Ibarra. Thank you, Thanks, have a great week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.